1: What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. Today's show is brought to you by Amazon.com. And why is it brought to you by Amazon.com? Because if you go to the Mazodcast website and click on the Amazon banner, we get a sweet, wet taste of them dollar bills. So if you're purchasing drugs or prostitutes or, well, anything else you can get on Amazon, I assume all those things are available, do it through the Mazodcast Amazon banner. And let us wet our beak. M I Z.
2: throw it. Slam. This bug's for you, Missouri Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep, near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett Run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is
0: the MazzotCast. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the MazzotCast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. With me, as always, is the area Volkswagen dealer for uh, the Missouri region, Colin Anthony.
1: What's up, dum-dums?
0: Not with us today is uh, Brian Goers, who's come down with a bad case of chlamydia of the eyes. Yikes. Interestingly enough, I mean, most of the time, the uh, bad eyes are what keeps Brian able to date. Mm -hmm. But in this case, his eyes are actually suffering. From chlamydia. From chlamydia.
1: Vaccinate people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wash. yeah. Wash. Wash your junk. Especially if you're going to go anywhere near Brian. So it is uh, It's late June. We're coming to you now. And you'd there think. There's so much news, Brian? We had to bring a podcast. Yeah. You'd think there'd be not much to talk about in late June, basketball, football wise. But there's and been. There a... isn't. No, but there has been quite a bit of uh, off the field, off the court news. Actually, a little on the court news in a way that maybe one wouldn't expect, but let's dig right into it. Colin, where, where do you feel like starting? Well, the SEC had its media days. Did you know that, Brennan, for the no. basketball programs? That's really everybody. Really everybody listened to that. Mm-hmm.
1: Missouri Press Corps asked the hard-hitting questions. Everybody wants to know, like, what's your favorite color, Coach Martin?
0: boxers are breeze. <laughs> yeah, all the important stuff that w- fans want to know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean the Tigers are strangely relevant again mm-hmm. now this year with the with a good basketball team coming in and high hopes, but uh, I wonder if the Antlers uh, membership
1: has skyrocketed. Well, I feel like they were recruiting on campus way too hard for an organization as old and as prestigious as the Antlers. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe uh, there's a little ebb and flow to the enthusiasm to become an antler when your team is absolute fucking hot garbage for ha,
0: ha, gore, gore,
1: you know half of a decade.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it it has to be a challenge, and the antlers that are there have to be you know some of the uh, most devout, most mm-hmm. devoted fans because most
1: devoted versions you'll ever see at a basketball game.
0: I'd say antlers were half the crowd at some of the Cam seen era games. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, su- I'm sure that uh, membership will spike, as will anything mm-hmm. having to do with inside the basketball arena. Uh, speaking of basketball, one of the hot, hot recruits for the Tigers, uh, Jeremiah Tillman, he was in the uh, news of late. Uh, he got arrested, and he was in Columbia, and uh, apparently he had some alcohol in the car. Mm-hmm. He is not yet 21. In fact, no. he's not yet a college student. Yeah, he's, uh,
1: I think it, somebody says 19, I don't even He's 18 or 19 and he had a beer mm-hmm. or a drink of some sort. Oh, can sinner. you can imagine a teenager underage
0: drinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My goodness, shocking news. Yeah. So he uh, received a minor in possession of alcohol. The only ticket
1: I didn't receive as a as a young man.
0: Yeah, I had one of those. I had a minor in possession. <laughs> Did
1: you? No, yeah. I I have I have the entire um, Deck, you know, of cards, uh-huh. except for that one.
0: Well, I filled it out for you. I was in the uh, city of Warrensburg, Missouri, mm. and what's beautiful the beautiful Warrensburg? Yeah, what's the bar? What's the street? This line, Pine of, Street, Pine Street. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I thought it would be wise as a young twenty-year-old to uh, carry around a bottle of beer. Uh, the Warrensburg police thought otherwise. And, Good for them. Uh, yeah, I got it. That was my first mug shot. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Didn't. Unfortunately, haven't had many since then. But uh, yeah, I had to make another. Trip to Warrensburg against my will, well, and I'll I tell think you what, pay a twenty five dollar I... fine.
1: <laughs> wow!
0: Yeah, <laughs> kept me off the basketball court. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
1: I didn't didn't play for Mizzou that year. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish I could trade my uh, dri- driving under the influence for uh, for my, for an MIP, but unfortunately, <laughs> they don't let you do that. I thought you could trade the cards, kind of like Pokemon cards or something. Mm-hmm. But no, they weren't they weren't down for that. You
0: clearly, don't know how the law works. <laughs> no, no, I do not. Yeah, I think we've mentioned in past shows. You are not a lawyer. <laughs> no. No, I am not. Yeah, so uh, some interesting... Nor would I be allowed to be based <laughs> on
1: the, like I said, cards in my deck.
0: Yeah, I think your, uh, your license would be revoked, even if you were capable of getting one, which you are not. No. So uh, interesting things had developed with it, even though it's a very minor infraction, mm. a minor in possession. I mean, it's almost a rite of passage for a
1: That's what I thought. I college like in every kid I went to high school with but me had one.
0: Yeah.
1: It was kind of my feather in my cap.
0: <laughs> well, I thought you know, maybe you'd feel a little you know, like you were missing out. No. No, no
1: I, was, I was okay to avoid that. Yeah.
0: Well, what was interesting to me is, obviously, we talked a lot about how Illinois fans were pretty butthurt about uh, Jeremiah Tillman flipping his commitment from Illinois to yeah. Mizzou. And at first, they took a lot of great happiness and revelry in the fact that uh, Tillman had been arrested, which is strange to me that uh, that you would ever take joy at of an 18-year-old mm. getting arrested. But they did. Sure. Because, you know, Illinois fans are terrible, terrible people.
1: Well, I mean... Uh, Obviously, we're probably biased, but have you ever been to Champagne?
0: I have, Champagne and Urbana.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's a shithole. Yeah. And uh, Columbia's a better town. And mm-hmm. like I said, maybe I'm biased, but if I've been to both places. and mm-hmm. uh, would, a better state. I would much rather be in, in Columbia than Champagne.
0: Well, Tillman agreed, and uh, <laughs> he spent a little time in the poke. Not very long. Like we said, it was a very minor infraction. And I think Illinois fans' joy subsided rapidly when they found out. I think there was a lot of suspicion right out of the gate when they saw the possession charge, that it was mm-hmm. like marijuana-related. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was
1: immediately what i thought yeah (laughs) i was like god damn all these basketball players just love them some marijuana
0: turned out yeah i'm I'm not saying that he doesn't love marijuana no i wouldn't assume that but he was arrested in this case for alcohol and so it's a i doubt he'll miss a game you know the
1: good thing that may come from this is so he got caught with a little bit of booze he's gonna pay one of those steep 25 five dollar fines that you had to deal with
0: well keep in mind this was 700 years ago so it may be up to 50 by Uh,
1: inflation it's 55 dollars now but it will maybe teach him a valuable lesson and be like, you know what? It's just not worth it. Don't mm-hmm. carry shit around with you. Maybe he does enjoy the marijuana as so many of us do. And he just knows better. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like that's what I want for Crockett at the football team. Like he got caught in the four o'clock hour, you know, in a parking garage smoking weed as a freshman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you have three more years of college to not do that. Right. You've learned a lesson about that, I hope.
0: Safe space of your apartment. is <laughs> yeah, a good place for that, that type of activity. That's right. Yeah. Well, so there was the Illinois uh, revelry that subsided rapidly when they found out it was almost it was a slap in the wrist type of event. Mm, yep, the yep. other thing that came about, which uh, lasted a lot m- longer in the news cycle in the Mizzou realm, was one of our players, Marcel Frazier,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who are one of our
1: yeah. He took the uh, press to task.
0: He sure did. He got really upset that uh, that the case was covered at all, yep. and uh, blamed really. He kind of went to war with the press box super friends.
2: Meanwhile, back with the press box super friends.
0: He said that, uh,
2: I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions
0: apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He was not going to speak to the local Mizzou media at all this year because he thought that they just reveled in the athletes getting in trouble and they covered it with too much glee and too much vigor, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's an interesting case where I feel like both parties are in the wrong. I have no love for the Super Friends, as you might imagine, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they did anything untoward in covering it. I mean, we referenced
1: earlier in the show. I mean, it's the fucking middle of June. What are you going to talk about? And then a star athlete, you know, star recruit in this case, gets arrested. I mean, it's newsworthy. I don't Mm -hmm. know how Marcel Frazier would... Prefer that they take. I mean, just just don't mention it. I don't know. Certainly, I agree with him that the press box superfriends just suck. You yeah. know what I mean, they super
2: suck.
0: Yeah, we don't like them, but uh, they didn't do anything but cover the case. And like you said, in June, man, something like this is going to get a lot more attention than it would mm-hmm. any other time because there's nothing else to talk about. And, uh, and so he made a big deal about how, uh, he wasn't going to talk to any of the local media this year and the local media kind of fired back a little bit. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, we
1: know, everybody knows a certain blogger in town who loves to find an excuse to climb up on his soapbox
0: mm-hmm. that sits, rests upon his 16 story ivory tower. Yeah. And it, to he preached he, down he, to everyone. He possesses a horse and I'll tell you, it's pretty high up there. <laughs> yeah. Careful. Mm-hmm. Don't fall off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he, he went on about how you know they're just doing their job and they're super important journalists, mm-hmm. much like the uh, groundbreaking journalists in the movie Spotlight. Yeah, he gave, us, he gave
1: us a review for that. Yeah, because he, he, he's done the same thing.
0: His job is identical. <laughs> To the the breaking important cases about uh, protecting the lives of young children
1: from pedophiles.
0: In his case, it's blogging s- about blogging and giving seventeen-year-olds uh, little stars attached to their mm-hmm. name. Basically, the same job. Exactly, exactly um, the same thing. Some of the other folks uh, covered it as well and said that they, you know, they work hard and they take no joy from these types of things, but they've got to cover it. And this is their job. Blah 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 blah. At the end of the day, what I saw is yeah, maybe we can get Marcel Frazier on the show, yeah, absolutely. No one considers us journalists, no, or local media in Nor any way, they. yeah. So, I mean, we have no credentials. Come on over, Marcel, we've got uh, we've got room for you, we'd love they to hear. We'll tell with
1: you him. our DWI and uh, mm-hmm.
0: MIP stories if you want, yeah. And then, you know, the, to be fair to him, the local Mizzou press never covered those of our infractions, no, they didn't, yeah, it's so, like we
1: weren't important enough,
0: yeah. So, I mean. I don't know. It, it, to me, Marcel's attitude stems from the overall program attitude. I think uh, from the top, Barry Odom, mm-hmm. which we've talked about how he, you know, has had a standoffish and yeah. pushback attitude toward the media. Well, speaking I think of, it our favorite- trickles down to his players. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. I think he's he's taken that Belichickian, you know, mindset into the locker room, and it's them against us. Mm-hmm whatever
0: well and if marcel frazier has nfl hopes he thinks this local columbia media is tough get ready buddy
1: well and the truth is is that we jab and poke fun at this press box super friends most of our grief with them is based upon them not liking us much and that they take their job a little too seriously yeah you know, they're self-important you know they're right below cancer doctors uh-huh. in their own minds
0: yeah they're woodward and bernstein
1: <laughs> yeah and so but really i mean sort of off the mic our biggest problem with them and and this is maybe where Marcel has a little bit of a, a gripe or maybe he doesn't is that they don't report a lot of stories that we hear mm-hmm. and they choose pick and choose the stories they'll tell you. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, seems a little bit, you know, they get on their, that awful tall horse talking mm-hmm. about their journalistic integrity. And then, you know, Walter Brady can point a gun at another at a teammate's head and get kicked off a fucking football team on it. And the entire press box super friends can know it and refuse to
0: write it. Right. No, they tend to only report the thing. I mean, you know, Tillman was in the police blotter and they're just reporting what is going to be put in there anyway. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They're happy to put those stories in, but they're they're not really going deep and investigating and putting their dick out there.
1: And when and when the Matty Mock stuff was going on and they mm. kept showing their ass to the to all the fans who are like, is anybody going to talk about this or ask any questions about it? And they're just, what do you want us to do? Mm -hmm. All we can do is what we're doing. And then there's David Morrison, you know, who was digging Sunshine Law and shit, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out. And it's like, this is what we want you to do. There is one guy doing it for the Tribune. But you and your high horses, you know, yeah. and it's and it's not high horses, it's we want to protect our special relationship, especially a special relationship with now a coach that at least for one of those guys is, I don't know if the coach thinks he's buddies with him, right. but the guy in the press certainly thinks he's buddies with the coach. Yeah. it's a, I think it's more of a uh, Jersey chaser, jock sniffer sort of situation.
0: <laughs> but Yeah. And, and also with the coach now giving them this uh, high hat and not mm-hmm. talking to them. Even more now than ever, you'd think that they would dig deep because they yeah. don't have this relationship to protect because they're not getting anything from the, the coaches or these guys. So, why wouldn't they, you know, put their balls out there a little bit more, take bigger risk, and, you know, risk <laughs> pissing off the program a little bit? But the
1: point being is that. What are you know, they going to lose? Like maybe Marshall Razor doesn't have a point because they have been more than happy to let uh, things slide. Yeah, like bury stories on behalf of the program or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. It's not like those that that story couldn't be confirmed. I mean, it yeah. was talked about widely in Colombia by all of them. Yeah, but
0: never reported. No, Anywhere. No. They're they're very. They don't want to be seen as gossip mongers. Mm-hmm. And but the fact of the matter is, you know, some of them run a gossip blog.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of them are
0: gossip mongers. Yeah, so I mean, you are a gossip monger. You might as well own it and uh, get the story, just out. like the people in the movie Spotlight. <laughs> they owned it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's take us to the next story, which is probably more, more consequential, yeah, but received a lot less attention from media. Kind of blew in and blew out quickly. It was Nate Howard. Well, I think it blew in and blew
1: out quickly because the only person that is convinced Nate Howard is a star is me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you well, have been for some time. I love me some well, Nate Howard.
0: I think we all th- were expecting big things from him this year. He's projected well, to kept, be a starter.
1: I kept thinking you know, there was a his freshman year. There was a game where him and Terry Beckno Junior. in like the third or fourth game of the season just side by side ripped assholes I mean they were just fast off the wall and blowing people up and I'm like we're gonna get to watch these two for four years mm-hmm. destroy people and maybe I was high on Nate Howard because I expected it from Terry Beckner Jr. as did everyone based on the star system um, but Nate Howard had not had near as much fanfare, but he was wreaking every bit of the havoc that Beckner Jr. was in that in that one particular game. And since that time, I've just been waiting for Nate Howard to become this player that I just assumed he would be. And uh, he's <laughs> the most well-known thing he's going to be known for now is the the information you're about to give us.
0: yeah. So Nate Howard was pulled over for having expired tags on his vehicle, mm-hmm, which, which is just lazy. Yeah, it's just silly. You can you're, mail those things in you're not now. Asking for it. Yeah, and while he was driving around on expired tags, begging to be pulled over, he had actually had marijuana in the vehicle, and he had some uh, <laughs> delightful magical mushrooms. Mm-hmm. He likes the hallucinogens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so all were small personal amounts. The problem with Nate Howard's arrest. Was that mushrooms in the state of Missouri are considered a felony possession?
1: Really, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so that is what's got him in hot water because he uh, every pizza parlor in Missouri must be f- <laughs> really anyway. Yeah. They're a different type of mushroom, Colin. Okay. Uh, so anyway, the problem with that is the Mizzou's policy is if you have a felony. Uh, charge pending. You are automatically suspended until that thing is uh wrapped up. Well, and uh, see, here's one of these th-
1: times when I wish we were Oklahoma. <laughs> we just didn't care about this sort of stuff
0: yeah. at all. Somebody <laughs> tweeted, "It's like nobody can accuse the Missouri or the Columbia police of uh, being like an SEC team homerism." And, uh, yeah, and just like letting athletes get away with things, they <laughs> seem to hit them with everything.
1: No, uh, I think if you live in or around Columbia, you're aware that the like the especially like the campus police. It's a pretty big bellwether, feather-in-the-cap thing to, like, nail an athlete to the wall, which to me is just awful. I mean, I'm totally in favor of them getting preferential treatment in all things. (laughs) Yeah, sure. You know, Jimmy Johnson used to say when he ran the Cowboys, was, I'll treat everybody fair, but not everybody the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so you pull over fourth string place kicker. Yeah. Or first
0: first string Tucker McCann.
1: (laughs) Yeah, throw the fucking book at that guy. Yeah. You pull over uh, Terry Beckner Jr., um, you know, he can be smoking crack. That's fine. Sir, can we give you an escort to your home?
0: So, the question looms about Nate Howard is uh, will we see Nate Howard this year on the football field? I think we will. Well, here's the thing Demaria Crockett, to use an example, he got pulled or he got caught in that parking lot, as you mentioned earlier, for having marijuana Mm -hmm. in the car. It was a one game suspension. He sat out the Arkansas game, and that was the end of his suspension. Yep. Um, Nate Howard, similar incident, except. Two different things. One, he was driving with expired tags, so that's a little slap on the wrist. The felony mushrooms, it could go one of two different directions. Now, I can easily see the mushroom charge being brought down mm-hmm. to not a felony. You'd hate yeah. to slap this kid with a felony for sure. just driving around with some fucking mushrooms, which, by the way, recently have come out as the safest illicit drug one can take. Mm-hmm. There's almost absolutely no negative physical after effects from using well, mushrooms. There's probably some sort of like nutrition to them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they are vegetables. vegetable <laughs> you know, it, wild it, fungus.
0: We can have the debate about the drug wars, yeah. but but these are not...
1: Jeffrey Gall Sessions going to make sure Nate Howell go to jail a long
0: time. <laughs> this was not cocaine. This was not crack. This was not heroin. These are weed and mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal in well, my I, eyes. I mean, obviously, it's a different head coach, but Jesus Christ, how many different chances do we give Matty Mock? Right, exactly. He's and that Coke field, it was, a better, that was a, you know a better brand of drug. And the, so the thing is. But I am hearing. I had heard uh, from a source inside the program that said it wasn't looking good for Nate Howard. Apparently, he had had some not legal, but some you know personal, personal stuff. stuff that uh, they were getting tired of his shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And there's, well, ch- I always kind of wondered if there wasn't some shenanigans going on because he has not
1: gotten a lot of playing time, despite mm-hmm. what looked to me, to the I guess my very untrained eyes, is somebody who had. Of some talent, mm-hmm. and I always thought, man, I guess I just completely misjudged this guy, but maybe he just has been, you Drug. know, a real fucking knucklehead for several years, you know.
0: Well, if, if the felony charge holds up, there's nothing to be said about it. it. That's the end of Nate Howard on the football team, which will be tough on the Tigers. Grat. But even if the felony charge is knocked down. I don't know how they're going to handle it. Like I said, that's an internal source told me it didn't look good, but I just have a lot of trouble find, thinking that, that this is going to be a, you know, half a year, an entire year kick off the team situation. But, <laughs> but who knows it is being well, handled th- internally and that, we're that, not going to hear about it until the court case is over for sure.
1: That, that the non-illegal stuff, those does build up. I mean, it, I think a lot of the reason they kicked DGB off wasn't because of the, the very recorded in the media problems he was having with the law. And it was because, Despite what you heard in the newspaper, DGB was a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was just a fucking knucklehead who they were constantly having to put out little fires for. And then you start to stacking on, you know, getting caught with marijuana and shoving around girls and showing up people's houses in the middle of the fucking night and you go, Jesus Christ, you yeah.
0: know, at some point, enough's enough. Right. It's an open book. We'll let you know when we hear something about the status of Nate Howard, but it's going to be some time until that case clears before we hear anything. So, not great news for the Tigers. Not the end of the world, but at the same time, they they you know they can't afford to lose anybody else on defense. No,
1: and I am Barry Odom. I know you want to set
0: a president to to take a hard
1: line on a lot of stuff, but. Barry ain't won enough games yet. <laughs> you know what I mean. To be a hardliner on anything, I can't not e- reiter- reiterate that enough. Mm-hmm.
0: You need Nate Howard. Yeah, take yeah. a take a page out of Stoops's book for this yeah. one. I'd say.
1: Yeah, exactly. Let's let's be a little more Oklahoma.
0: Uh-huh. Let her slide.
1: You know, you know, let's be Oklahoma with. Less dirt and dust
0: in Indian casinos.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, Colin, uh, we have buried the lead. There's a bigger story. Is there? Uh, uh, There is, but I think I'm going to hold it off. I'm going to tease that motherfucker Mm. until after our first break. That'll keep Uh, people listening. We're going to come back, and the big story of the summer, I think, the Mm -hmm. biggest story of the SEC summer is coming up. This is the Mazzotcast.
2: In my Volkswagen Passat, I'll be rolling shalala. I got a need for the speed, baby, ride or die. In my Volkswagen Passat, I'll be rolling shalala. I got a need for the speed, baby, ride or die. Horny mama swan. Volkswagen. The Mazzotcast, your source for contagious erectile dysfunction.
0: And we're back. And as we uh, teased at the uh, break... The big story coming out this week, coming out today as we record this, is I'm going to read to you from the post-dispatch, column: MU grad drives onto court at Mizzou Arena causes $100,000 in damage. Now, the interesting thing about this is uh, when they're talking about driving the court at Mizzou Arena, this has nothing to do with basketball in particular. It says fans are expected to flock towards Mizzou Arena for the upcoming basketball season. Not like this. The Columbia man drove his Volkswagen Passat through Mizzou Arena and onto Norm Stewart Court early Sunday and caused an estimated one hundred thousand dollars worth of damage, according to Mizzou police.
1: It's a motivated guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I saw the
1: pictures. Did you see the Trib had pictures of the damage he had done? He like he blasted through a couple gates, which no doubt is expensive. Mm-hmm. But um, there was like a two bumpers. Yeah, like a, a, golf, golf carts were like mildly grazed and a uh,
0: well apparently one one little. Traction skid
1: mark there on the court. I was like, "Damn, a hundred thousand dollars." Yeah. One thing they union, didn't show using union labor, I guess. I don't know <laughs> what the deal is.
0: One thing they didn't show was apparently he blasted through a big garage door, mm-hmm. and this is probably your big industrial type of door that eighteen wheelers sure. can get through for concerts and whatnot. And I'd like to see that picture, but I imagine that was an expensive little jaunt into the arena, and uh, pretty talented. It says at seven fifteen a.m. Sunday, MU police dispatched to Mizzou Arena for a report of property damages. Officers determined that around 4 a.m., the suspect drove his vehicle through a closed gate on the south side of the arena. He ran through a garage door, drove into a dock area where he damaged several golf carts that were stored in the area. He then drove his car onto the basketball court.
1: I think this guy's going to be in a lot of trouble. He's obviously going to go to court. He's going to get, but this guy's a legend, right? I mean,
0: for all times. He is, he uh, will go down as a hero. Yeah. I, it's something to behold. I mean, I, there's more to this story. Um, I'm sure there was some sort of substance involved. This is not sure. something one does dead sober. No, not, yeah. not typically. So the man couldn't leave through the area he used to enter the building, so he drove through the area's press gate. Uh, His name was Nathaniel Conant, age 23, a recent MU graduate and a temporary worker in the athletics department. He turned himself in Sunday after officers identified him as the suspect and contacted him. He was arrested on suspicion of second-degree burglary and first-degree property damage. Burglary. Both were felonies. Yeah, burglary. I don't know what that was about. Hmm. Cut down the nets while he was there? (laughs) Maybe. Uh, He posted bail for uh, $10,500 at the Boone County Sheriff's office. So, uh he was a 2016 graduate uh, with an English degree and uh, he was hired in March 26th as a SEC events assistant, but apparently as of Monday, no longer employed by the university. Hmm. Strange. Mhm. Yeah, I can't understand why. So, a very interesting thing, this is something that uh, made national news, national headlines. Yep, I think the tr- <laughs> no, I'll say troubling thing for me and Brennan is is this. A couple years ago,
1: well, we often get little requests. People want to sit in and listen to the show. We're in a, in a town with a journalism school and as hard as it is to believe there'll be people that go, Hey, can I can I just come sit in and, and uh see what you guys do and how it's done and blah blah blah. And we're like, hey, what the hell? We always mm-hmm. our our opinion is is like one of these knuckleheads may end up being on ESPN one day and it wouldn't be a bad thing to be on their good side. Right. This this gentleman's probably not gonna be that guy, but mm-hmm. he's he was a wrestle wrestling fanatic and uh a journalism
0: student, and uh, he's actually an English major, but he aspired to be a journalist. Yeah, apparently.
1: and so a couple of years ago, a young man, that, our, whose name me and Brendan cannot remember, uh, contacted us. He was a wrestling enthusiast mm-hmm.
0: and wanted uh, to be a sports journalist. Wanted to
1: be a sports journalist, and uh, was a Mizzou student. And he came and he sat in
0: mm-hmm. on a recording. On a
1: recording, and uh, when I saw this guy's mugshot, I'm like. Holy shit! <laughs> I think uh, I think he the, may or may not. I think have. this the perpetrator of this awesome crime may or may not have been a Mizzoucast listener, follower, and possibly you sat know, in on a yeah show. sat in on a show. So
0: yeah, we got that feather in our cap. Yeah, I guess. Exactly. we touch with
1: greatness. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we well our policy, Brendan. This is why we this is why we kind of like take all comers. You yeah, know I mean?
0: because you never know when somebody's gonna.
1: gonna be great.
0: Yeah. And we, you know, we got a glimpse of greatness and we didn't even realize it. Yep. When that's we why invited, we him in. invited him into the studio. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to be a part of this story.
1: I just so, saw that
2: mugshot.
0: Like, God
1: damn, that guy looks familiar. And the more I thought about it and the more I started digging into it, like, Holy shit! I think that's the kid. That's the kid that sat in.
2: <laughs> Holy cow!
0: Yeah. We had no idea what kind of impact we'd have on him. No. I thought maybe he'd just start his own wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. Turns out yeah, no, that was he was going to go a he different was, direction. He wanted
1: to start a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he had the aspirations of being a journalist and wanted to see how the sausage was made because he had these. Uh, he was going to make himself a a wrestling podcast, mm-hmm. which I don't think he ever got off the ground. But um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we were this close to greatness. Yeah. He I is, wish I got his autograph at the time. I wow. know. He's, if
0: only we didn't know. I'd like to have been uh, had a photo with him.
1: My first thought when I saw the story was, does Brian drive a Passat? He doesn't drive a Passat, mm, right?
0: No, no. So Brian Goers is not this person. In the clear on this one. Yeah. On this particular case. Interesting, it, it got Twitter a flitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a flutter. And uh, here's some some tweets that came out in reaction to this, in the immediate aftermath of the arrest. Army of Mike, a all of ours, he wrote, uh, It's been years since we've seen a drive this uncontested at Mizzou Arena. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, Larry Egan at uh, L. Egan 1968 wrote, uh, Look at the bright side. A year ago, nobody wanted to go to Mizzou Arena. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, Boyce at Samurai Hawk wrote, uh, Breaking man causes slightly less damage to the mizzou arena court than the 2016-17 lineup <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, bill pollock at missouri sports wrote if mizzou arena couldn't hold back a passat they've got some security issues over there <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> can't disagree with that either uh mark kim wrote i crashed my car into mizzou i don't care i love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then the uh, the typical one jordan fox uh, at jordan fox wrote at least someone is successfully driving to the hoop at mizzou arena yep. yeah there you can expect that one uh matt vereen wrote breaking first bandwagon officially ri- arrives at mizzou arena more expected yeah yeah let's hope they
1: don't show up in passats
0: <laughs> uh up next herbie the love bug enters mizzou arena locker room george taylor so uh yeah more of the same in that regard mm-hmm. as can be expected this is what twitter is for yeah these types of stories yeah. It is the greatest story that's going to come out until the season actually starts. Yep. Yep. The only thing that could have made this
1: better if uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Jonte Porter were the ones driving the car.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> I think mean, that would be funnier. I don't
1: want them to get arrested, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I think it would be awesome. Yeah. I, what I'm hoping for is surveillance footage.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Please tell me that something's got to it's, exist. Oh. They. they he did it at four in the morning. They had him by 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly who it was and yeah. that he was alone in the I car. Want to see
1: that, I want to see that Passat blowing through that garage door. I want to see that donut getting cut at center court. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to see
0: it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, granted, it's a bad idea for him. Sure. There's going to be repercussions, no question. Mm-hmm. But for a few glorious minutes, the guy had to be having the greatest time of his life.
1: <laughs> the greatest time of any of our lives. Yeah.
0: I mean, to be a passenger in that Passat, you're a witness to history.
1: Well, that being a passenger in the car might have been the greatest thing ever. You could just tell the cops, like the whole time, I was like, "Please don't do this." Yeah. i was trying to talk him out of it. Right. Instead, you just got the the ride of your life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we should a, have hung out with that guy more. And if we should it, have made an effort. Yeah, I know to know him. Well, you know, 2020 in hindsight, you know, Colin, yeah, it's sure. if if only we had known what we had yeah. right in our grasp. <laughs> yeah, sure. right in our grasp. Yeah, it was. It was remarkable. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, more of this story coming out. What his motivation was, what he was on, mm-hmm. um, thoughts about. Any word whether he hung out a lot with Nate Howard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There may have been mushrooms involved, may or may not have been. Who knows? Time will tell. But uh, yeah. So, Colin, I mean, that is the big stories that came out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think before we get into Kansas news, as we always do, uh, there's another thing we want to discuss because. Uh, an old friend of the show, I guess. Friend is not the right word. Barrett Sally. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he had more to say about the Mizzou Tigers. If you're not familiar with Barrett Sally, he's an SEC talking head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's generous.
1: And every year he makes um, predictions that are particularly scathing about Mizzou, like yeah. like predictions that are farcically like negative. Like yeah. he just, I think last year he predicted we would go zero and eight in the SEC. Yep, that's um, right. You know,
0: we went he, two and eight, two and six.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's two more wins than, than he'd given us credit for. Yeah. He, uh, he also, this just not, what, a month ago? He was.
0: He, he predicted us. If, it, you know, there's 14 teams in the SEC, and anytime there's a ranking, he puts us in the 14 range. mm mm-hmm, yeah, sure. Deeply in the 14. It's usually 13 and then a distant 14th, Mizzou, as long as it's positive. Otherwise, we go number one in Barry yeah. Sally's eyes. And he's got a,
1: a serious XM college show.
0: right. And yeah, uh, he considers it serious.
1: Somebody threw the question at him on the air, emails or what have you. You know, is, are Texas A&M and F- Missouri, five years
0: in now? Yeah, are, are, are they the are
1: SEC? they SEC? Are they? And my answer to that question is easy: yes. Mm-hmm. For five years, we've been SEC. Yep. despite what the knuckle dragging fucktards of this uh, conference want to believe,
0: mm-hmm. we're, we're SEC. <laughs> yeah, but Barrett Sally tweeted: Texas A and M feels like an SEC school. Missouri, dot dot dot,
1: not, not so, so much.
0: much. And then Not you so much. click on the audio
1: file. It's him giving the reasons he doesn't f- think we're SEC, and, and most of
0: them are based on his feelings. Yeah, right? his gut. His Is gut. It, and he predicates it. It's like I know that Missouri won two SEC East titles,
1: but my f- I feel
0: like they just don't feel like an SEC team to me. Mm-hmm. This just doesn't a a feel. feel well. If we're going to be
1: subject to Barrett Sally's feelings, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long road to SEC. Uh,
0: Respect. Yeah, no, he doesn't feel like we should even exist.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like he's kind of a snowflake. We're, mm, we are really right. we're living in Barrett Sally's world where his feelings are what's important.
0: Mm, I agree.
1: And my thing is, is like, well, one, we've won two more SEC East championships than Texas a m at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sumlin and the uh, Aggies are thirteen and fifteen against Power Five schools in the last thri- three years. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's. I just. That doesn't feel good to me. That doesn't, but to Barrett Sally, they feel SEC. So what? So what you're saying is, being bad or at the at best for Texas a and mediocre feels very SEC.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, Barrett Sally, I think uh, you know we 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 are judicious with this award when it's the middle of the off season, but I think he he deserves it once again. He's received it before, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and offer it to him again this week. Dude of the week.
1: week. I know that the athletic department and certainly Barry Odom are supposed to be above this sort of thing. I wonder if they even see it, if they know about it. I mean, I know Barry Odom will tell you he never reads the paper pays attention to the press. Mm-hmm. But um, I just wonder if he sees this sort of stuff. Because this is the sort of stuff I would put up on a bulletin board Yeah, in the locker room. Yeah. You know, when Barrett's Alley, when give, giving you the uh, the high hat, just, you know, make a copy, coach, you know, put the stag can down and, and go put it on the bulletin board. If I
0: were Barry Odom, I'd tell him this.
1: Fuck yourself. Fingers- I do get the impression that Barry Odom wouldn't be afraid to say that to people. Mm-hmm. You know, oh like yeah, to,
0: right to their face. Yeah,
1: you know, just stag mayhem. <laughs> I'm glad he drinks stag though. I know. I feel like it makes him a man of the people. It's
0: an everyman. He's an everyman.
1: I don't want to even drink Bud Light.
0: No. That's like, yeah, I think Coach Odom himself said Bud is for the wine and cheese crab. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and Bud Light especially little, I have personal feelings about Bud Light. I'm gonna digress a little bit here, Brennan. All right, I'll let you. I'm a child of the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. And there was a certain mascot for Bud Light. You may know him. His mm-hmm. name was Spuds McKenzie. Sure. And the commercials would leave me believe that... Spuds McKenzie
2: was a dog. <laughs> he's right? a
1: dog. So this dog would walk into a party full of beautiful ladies, and the ladies mm-hmm. would just soak their socks.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they just fawn all over this dog. They couldn't wait to have sex with this <laughs> beard-guzzling dog. Yeah. And so my, my... The premise alone was <laughs> yeah, my, ludicrous.
1: My thought was, it's like... So does everybody want to have sex with that dog? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they're
0: selling? And uh, Keep in mind, the dog wore sunglasses. I,
1: so I took a firm stand very early on in life. You know, a principled stand that I'm not going to drink Bud Light with their very firm <laughs> bestiality policy.
0: Yes, no. I you know, think do you feel
1: like, I feel like that's,
0: Ethically upstanding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think I think you're taking the right stance. I mean, they were beautiful women. No question. They questions. were, and they just fondle over this dog. Was there jealousy that the dog was getting more uh, high-quality trim than, than you were? You know, it really didn't enter into it. Uh-huh. I mean, I,
1: I the the quality of trim that Spuds McKenzie was bestiality it up with mm-hmm. was so far out of my league that, I mean, I never really even... There was no room for jealousy. It wasn't even like... They were like from another planet, a planet where women have sex with dogs. <laughs> right. You and know, the, really, maybe he's not... They're... There was no reason to be jealous. I mean, I feel like I was at least as attractive as this dog.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing that aggravated me is I don't know why he was taking these beautiful human women when he could probably have any American bull terrier woman he wanted. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, and he passed
1: them all up. You know, listen, when Keith Hernandez is peddling Miller Lite at me, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, hey, I'm no Keith Hernandez.
0: Sure. No, not in a million That's when you feel those
1: jealousy, you know. Yeah. I was just disgusted Mm -hmm. by the idea of of Spud Beginzi just having... Just caligula level orgies with these beautiful ladies. Yes. Yeah, all his, on Bud Light's dime. His
0: his red rocket pink lipstick <laughs> oh, out God. there. I mean, we'll take it I mean, I'll give him this. He could ride a skateboard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he sure could. Yeah. Anyway. Like I said, I've digressed, yeah, but uh, a- I'm not. I'm glad Coach Odom drinks Stag and mm-hmm. not Bud Light, and those are the reasons why. And I think I, I feel.
0: I got to Spuds McKenzie from a story about Barrett Salad. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people listen to this show, Burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hot, topic. the hot topics. Hot topics. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do this.
2: While I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers, and sons of bitches. <laughs> This is
0: Kansas News. Our first story for the day. You're going to have to bear with me. It's a little long column, but it's important. Kansas towns cannot give land away to modern homesteaders. In Marquette, Kansas, an ice cream cone is a dollar nine. Haircuts start at ten dollars, and the land is free. The land draws a lot less interest than the ice cream or the haircuts. In a modern day version of President Lincoln's Homestead Act that gave free land to settle the American interior, Marquette. Kansas is among a dozen struggling Kansas towns offering free lots to anyone who will agree to build a home there. Unlike the 19th century when European immigrants rushed to the Midwest to get their free 160 acres of farmland, some Kansas towns are struggling even to give lots away for homes. The reasons are many. The recession, the real estate crash froze people in their current homes so they couldn't move from urban areas. Many people can't afford to build a house on free land. Of late, High prices of gas have been a hardship to small-town residents who often must commute long distances to jobs and sometimes even just to buy groceries. It comes down to getting a job, Marquette City Clerk Fred Peterson said. About half of the 70 free lots in Marquette were built upon, but only a handful in the past three years, said Mayor Alan Lifferts. People still want to come to Marquette, but most would be unable to sell the house they own. That probably hurts us more than anything. So, Colin, they cannot Give land away in Kansas. They cannot convince people to move there for well, free. If you're,
1: if you're trying to, uh, you know, get me to utter shock and all,
0: mm-hmm. you're not going to. You're <laughs> going dis-
1: to be disappointed.
0: Mm-hmm. So apparently, other towns have had a little bit more success, but uh, towns like Marquette, they got in a little late. Said people can't afford to build a house. Uh, that takes some money. Tescott, Kansas, population 340, has been unable to give away any of its 11 free lots available sure. since 2008. Damn. So that's almost been 10 years of trying to give away free land. Uh, and land, people want land. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, they just don't want it in They don't make any more. It shows the intelligence of the American people outside of Kansas. Sure. That, uh, that you cannot get people to move there for free. wonder if they actually built them homes, if people would even try to think about moving there. I have no idea why anyone would go there for free anything. It's bizarre that they could think they could lure them there just with free land. I mean, I would throw in prostitutes. Uh, I would throw in maybe some of the drugs that Kansas seem to uh, make in their bathtubs so frequently. Mm-hmm. And even then, I think it would be a struggle. But yeah, sweeten uh, the pot a little. Yeah, good luck to Marquette, Kansas, and your dwindling population. And uh, maybe mm-hmm. think about sweetening the deal a little bit. Yeah. All right, next story. Colin, this is a little bit of an uplifting story. Good. Come for the Kansas sunset, stay for the casseroles. Okay. <laughs> Susie Haver is hoping her sunset viewing area in Concordia, Kansas, will become a thing. Mm -hmm. It may be not quite like the movie Field of Dreams in which a long line of cars snakes over the horizon as people come to her hilltop, but she's hopeful it will be a popular place and that sunset viewing areas across the state pop up. To celebrate, she has invited Kansans, all 2.9 million residents, to a Casarola rama a ribbon-cutting, at her own sunset viewing area at 6.30 on Wednesday. Concordia is about two hours' drive up I 35. A word of caution she has only rented one porta potty. <laughs> That's probably wise of her, mm-hmm. although she's re- invited 2.9 million. Uh, if she gets 2.9 people, that'll be a big surprise for me. Uh, Kansans are invited to bring a potluck side dish, their own lawn chairs, and watch the evening show on the horizon as it unfolds. Brisket, <sighs> tea, water, and table service will be provided. <laughs> My God. <laughs> you don't, you They're don't, you're selling like you can handle sunsets. Can, yes. Where can like you, you can, get those? No, nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not my front porch. Well, there's other things, Colin there's uh, kite flying, uh, bubble blowing in the kansas wind
1: well i'll tell you what they're going to have one thing that my front porch viewing party won't have and that's casserole full of possum meat
0: (laughs) i think you know it's prairie dog meat okay uh but they'll also have a chance to identify kansas wildflowers Mm -hmm. and the real show begins at 902 p.m when the sun sets yeah so i don't know why this is so spectacular a similar celebration uh, for the residents of Donovan County, are on August 21st for the eclipse. Now, that makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. uh, as that's something that doesn't happen every day, but this Concordia event will celebrate the sun going down.
1: Yeah. She better hope that in route to her house, there aren't two dogs fucking in a field that mm-hmm. people, you know, the Kansas residents will just, they're, they're going to pull their cars over the side of the road and take pictures and watch. Mm-hmm. She's like, where did everybody show up? And they were all on their way, Brennan. But a better show yeah. <laughs> showed up. <laughs> a very Spuds McKenzie-esque show, kind of show. And, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, if you are selling big-time entertainment like yeah, she is, yeah, you gotta know that the next big thing is always around the corner and it could be dogs fucking. <laughs> so uh, our last story for the day, the last Kansas story, this is a big one because it returns to an old friend of ours, a friend who we have given theme music to. Young girl
2: Get out of my mind
0: That's right, Jacob Ewing, our old friend Jacob Ewing, the uh, maybe the most
1: famous Kansas in history, yeah,
0: the serial rapist <laughs> of Holcomb, Kansas. The fact is, is
1: me and Brendan use a lot of hyperbole in this show mm-hmm. to uh, make you try and try and make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Serial rapist is not hyperbole for this young man.
0: No, that is his main source of employment. <laughs> yeah, Spends it's most what he of do. His time raping. It's how he do. So uh, the thing about Jacob Ewing and his many, many rapes is that uh, he's, he's not been convicted of any yet. And uh, the hard part is that the uh, residents of the town he lives in they just don't want to convict this guy. No, they sure and don't. And why the big fear seems to be his family connections to the local hardware store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who, uh, that scares the living shit out of the <laughs> yeah, local. Yeah, exactly. Hardware. He's a dilly of a pickle. That leads us to our story here where uh, they are having trouble selecting a jury For his upcoming trial, questioning of potential jurors proves difficult in this small-town setting. Holton, Kansas, more than half the people have been excused from serving on the jury during the second sexual assault trial of Jacob Ewing. They said they couldn't be impartial due to their friendships and business ties to Ewing and his family, which are prominent in this county seat. On Tuesday, nine women and five men will act as jurors and alternate jurors in a hearing of what's expected to be a five-day trial. After a full day of jury selection, the jury was seated at 5.10 on Wednesday. The trial will resume on Tuesday at 8.30 in the morning with opening statements. Ewing faces charges of rape, aggravated criminal sodomy of a woman on September 2014, and rape and two counts of aggravated criminal sodomy of another woman in May of 2016.
1: Yeah, this guy uh, is a busy beaver.
0: Yes, five rape charges in total.
1: I, I hate his family.
0: Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like, how enabling are you? I mean, Brendan, we share, obviously, the same parentage. How many rapes before Dad would just say, no, you can put him in jail?
0: Uh, I don't think we'd have to rape anybody at all. If, uh, <laughs> yeah. if it would have gotten us out of the house at a younger age, he'd have been yeah. all for it. Yeah. You, you know? may be right. Mm. You may be right. He's like, I put these boys in I'll tell you this: for 17 years. You can have them, courthouse. <laughs> I would like... I would like to recommend that Bill Cosby
1: move to a small town in Kansas and open a hardware store.
0: Mm, you know, yeah.
1: If the Cos wants to stay out of the
0: pokey, I mean, this seems the way to, go, way to go. Let me read you some of the quotes of these folks who said they could not be on the jury. My son is friends with Jake, and I consider myself a friend of his mother. Another said, I want to think I can be fair and impartial, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I think it would be very uncomfortable walking into their family's business. And I've been doing business there for 30 years. <sighs>
1: He raped people. Come on. I mean, I know that rape isn't a near a big a thing in Kansas as it is in most, you know, 49 other states. But he, he's serially raping people. Yes. I mean, think about this for just a second. Like, I like a lot of people. And I go to a lot of different stores. And I'd convict everyone for rape if yeah. they raped a bunch of people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, generally, society feels that's bad in most everywhere in the country. <laughs> Not in this small town in Kansas. No, and uh, you know it, the thing that gets me that I would think there would be people who want to be on the jury is the jury pays ten dollars a day. <laughs> Boom, which is a, a absolute you know that had for an Kansas aisle residents. I
1: mineral feeder at the family's hardware
0: mm-hmm. store. You take that ten dollars a day, you get yourself a free lot of land in Marquette, Kansas. Mm-hmm. You can start over. You don't even need those hardware store friends. Nope, no, you don't. Anyway, on April 20th, Ewing was acquitted for aggravated indecent liberties with a 14-year-old. Yep. And he now faces five counts of rape, one count of attempted rape, two counts of aggravated sexual battery, six counts of aggravated criminal sodomy, and more trials coming in August and October.
1: My God. Where are they going to get jurors? Well, I hope this is the most profitable like farm and country Store on the planet Because I can't imagine The lawyer's fees This
0: guy's racking up There's mm-hmm. something That I haven't done in, in stories past But there's comments On this new story Oh Let me read you one now Okay Joe Smith says This is a complete waste Of taxpayer's time And money To comp- continue to prosecute This guy He's charged with A lot of counts of rape But when you learn The details of each Of the charges You see that none Of these encounters Were actually rapes mm-hmm. He's just a dirt bag Of a guy who has A lot of sex with women But he didn't rape them. This whole thing seems like a kind of personal vendetta to me because I guarantee that the prosecutors and the law enforcement have better things to do to keep putting this guy on trial.
1: Yeah. Poor, Poor guy. Raping. Poor guy. My goodness.
0: I wonder how this guy knows the details of each of these sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I assume he was videotaping.
1: Well, I think it's easy to, you know, to sympathize with a serial rapist.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're a Kansan. If you're a Kansan.
1: Yeah. I mean, I want to preface it that by saying if you're a
0: Kansan. Uh, I'm getting tired of Jacob Ewing.
1: I... I literally, I mean, we read these stories for the humor, and then I just to a point of exasperation and just shock.
0: Mm-hmm. There's probably a spot for him in the Kansas basketball team if he doesn't make it. Well, get a, how many analogies a are you going to draw? I mean, like uh, one of my favorites is
1: how many bites of a shit sandwich are you going to eat before you realize you're eating a shit sandwich? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or in this case, how many girls is this guy going to rape before you realize he's a rapist? Yeah. Well, apparently five. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget the aggravated assaults and yeah. sodomies.
0: Yeah. The uh, criminal sodomy. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll go out with that. That's the not-good kind. (laughs) We'll go out with that for this week's Kansas News. So, Colin, I think uh, that's pretty much all that's got going on this June 2017. Mm -hmm. Did want to throw a uh, hearty shout-out to our friend uh, at Evil Grapefruit on Twitter, who uh, I met up with while I was in Chicago Mm -hmm. uh, this week. He uh, had a beer with me. And it was good to meet a Mazadcast fan. Sure, one of the dozens out there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if we're in your town, we'll give you a holler on Twitter box, and uh, you know, yeah, buy, buy us alcohol. Beer. Yeah, sure. Please buy us all the liquor. Really, that was the do. end game when we started this all along. <laughs> yeah, <it's> free booze. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's coming to pass.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Finally, finally, we're reaping what we sowed. Yeah. So, Colin, what do we got here? We've got a couple of uh, tigers. In trouble with the law, we've mm-hmm. got a Volkswagen driving through our arena, we got Jacob Ewing constantly getting away with rape. Pretty full week, considering there's no sports.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm exhausted just from listening to this <laughs> podcast.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine what the, uh, the people with the earbuds in. I'm almost reluctant to post this thing, because, I mean, today, we were going to do the show anyway, and we didn't even know that there was a Volkswagen that drove through our facilities. Yeah. Imagine what tomorrow may bring.
1: Well, just the... I some one of the things I worry so much about in doing these off season shows is the my digressions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes.
0: I eastbuds McKinley,
1: <laughs> In lieu of no football to talk about. Mm-hmm. We're getting some going some down some strange roads. Yeah. Now, my biggest problem, you know, up until last November was is I was afraid at some point this podcast would prevent me from running from office. But now mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I haven't said anything on this podcast that will keep me from being president.
0: No, <laughs> apparently you can say anything you want. <laughs> But uh <laughs> yeah. So we've yeah. got uh what is it? It's almost July. We've got about two months left. Mm-hmm. Two months until there's football. Yep. And then we can really get into it. We're gonna take your calls.
1: I'll I'm I'll be so happy. You guys are gonna love what I've done with Paul Feinbot. I've really mm-hmm. upgraded his systems. Uh he's he's ready to start the football season. Hot garbage. Yeah, that <laughs> <be.
0: laughs> yeah. That's an that's an right. upgrade right there. That's
1: right. I have Paul saying hot garbage now. Hot garbage. That a boy, Paul. And, uh, you know, it'll be nice to have
0: Brian back. He's hard to get a hold of in the summertime. Yeah. yeah. You know, his his uh, ailments flare up in the summer a lot. Yeah.
1: The heat seems to bring him down.
0: Mm-hmm. Big news, Colin. Uh, what's that? You know how Brian's taking a lover?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, do I?
0: Yeah. The, well, uh, the, the
1: Pinstress posts
0: are graphic. Yeah. That's really true. It's, it's <laughs> Do not follow him on Instagram. Coming this August, prior to the football season, that little lady of his has made such a terrible decision. <laughs> yeah. She's going to marry that man. Oh, boy. Maybe we can do a live podcast from the reception. I think we ought. Yeah. I'd like to invite all our podcast fans to the reception. <laughs> yeah. Let's With, not tell Brian we're doing it. Without telling Brian. The great thing about Brian never being
1: here for a podcast is we can give out the time, date, location, and he'll never know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, super fan Phil, we'll see you there.
0: Yeah. You're welcome to drink as much of Brian's liquor as you can. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I won't be invited, but you know <laughs> who'll be there? Yeah. <laughs> the, the wedding will be a train wreck. Train wreck is right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Paul, you, Paul agrees. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Colin. I'm looking forward to uh some wild debauchery. I plan to get nude mm-hmm. during the ceremony. Sure. And, uh, you know, yeah. And we'll give you all the details on where this wedding will take place. Please show up uninvited. Yes, please do. (laughs) Till then, I think we're going to head out again for this episode of the Mazzotcast. It's been fun to join you. M-I-Z. Z-O-U.
1: So does everybody want to have sex with that dog? (laughs)